Hello and welcome back to the Google Workspace Update podcast from Strawberry 7. My name is Adam. And my name is Adam. We're here every week to bring you the latest things happening around Google Workspace. This podcast is available in audio format from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Coming up on the show today, we have four updates for you today, so quite a short show. We've got Google Meet, Google Chat, Google Sheets and Docs, and Google Workspace. So let's get to it. On with the show. Right, so first up, we have an update for Google Meet. So there is now a 360 degree video background available for Google Meet on mobile. Adding to the existing library of immersive backgrounds, Google Meet users on mobile can use several new 360-degree video backgrounds. These backgrounds, which includes a a beach and a, a temple, for example, uses your device's gyroscope to create a dynamic experience that moves with you. And just a note on this, that admins can turn backgrounds on or off for their users if they wish. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> what a really interesting update. I never even would have thought about that. That's a really... I don't suppose... I don't do many Google Meets on mobile devices. I mean, we tend to do them on our Macs, don't we, Adam? Um, yes. Uh, and when I have, it hasn't been on the go. I've not been um, spinning around or, or sort of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> spinning around like Kylie Minogue or whoever it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's very interesting update. Um I can really imagine how that how that would be quite useful. So you can you, you can tri- I mean the trickery that you're able to perform <laughs> on these these video calls now is amazing. That's quite interesting because it's very funny that this is the first update because completely unrelated. I didn't even mention this when we were when we were starting before we recorded. But I was kind of moving my camera a little bit and my background at the moment is virtual um, because we've just got building work going on and nobody wants to see that. Um, so our back my background is virtual and I noticed when I was moving my camera around it was a bit weird because I was moving but my background was absolutely static and I did sort of glance at the screen and thought how weird it was um, that it was doing that so having this this sort of uh, 360 of the backgrounds that's going to be a really interesting sort of um, sort of take is that I think you've got who that's available for right yeah, so this is going to be available on Android and iOS devices for all Google Workspace users and also users uh, with a personal Google account. So right across the board, available to everyone on an Android or iOS device. That's amazing. So, I mean, I'll be able to try this on my um, on my iPhone. And there's no information here about when it's available, but I assume because there's no information, it's probably available already. I would guess. Yes, that's right. So uh, this one does come under our update alert category. So that means that G- Google has pushed the update out. So we should see it within a, a week or so. Yeah. Okay. No problem. So um, yeah, I'm going to give that a little try on my um, on my iOS device. Actually, I, it's going to be. It, it really shows how complex this software is now with replacing these backgrounds and picking up you as a person. Because you imagine how complicated that's or how quickly that software is having to work when you're moving around and twirling about and it doesn't have any clue what's in your background you could have all sorts of things like you could be in a white room and wearing a white shirt or something like that it's gonna i mean it's like i'd be interested to see what it's capable of doing in those in those different environments and how that 
changes and the light affecting it and everything like that's really or where around the world it can take you so we've got a beach and a temple um can it take you out of space or uh, where next can we go with this uh, virtual uh, 360 degree background yeah it'd be interesting to see what they add i know with the dynamic backgrounds they've added a lot of different variety on there um so yeah that's uh, that's very what an interesting update okay great thanks adam what have we got next up next we have an update to google chat so there's now uh, editable widgets are now available for chat app cards. So this update is definitely for the developers out there. So developers can now include interactive widgets like checkboxes, radio buttons and drop downs in chat app cards that are posted in the chat message stream. This will allow you to quickly modify information sent from chat apps such as uh, changing the assignee on a task card or changing the due date on a task card selecting or deselecting options on a task card. Okay, um, that's an interesting update. So when they, so just to be clear, we're talking about Google, the Google chat app, because I've fallen into that trap before of it actually being chat within meet or chat within something else. So we're talking about the Google chat app itself here. And these are, these are interactive widgets. Is that when you do the at symbol and it kind of comes up with those different things. I think that's what it's talking about there, isn't it? Ah, oh, possibly. So I was trying to get my head around this a little bit. Maybe I'm being a little bit too fixated because it says this update is for chat app cards. And I was trying to think, what is an app card? Mm. I, My interpretation of the cards is similar to what we've talked about with Google Docs and Sheets before, where it's kind of talked about these cards, where it's when you do the at symbol and it then kind of comes up with these uh, bits in like the bit, the things that you can do, you know, the, the, the smart canvas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Smart canvas, um, you know, all those different sort of things that I talk about. That would be my interpretation of what the cards uh, are. Um, and, it, and so you can actually have interactive ones which is which is pretty cool i don't know how you would it's interesting that it says changing the signing on a task card or changing a due date on a task card because how i wonder how if that's just within the chat or it's kind of interacting with something that's somewhere else maybe when you do the at symbol you're able to pull up a google task that you have somewhere else you know and kind of then interact with that Yes. Uh, it's also interesting that it says, so this update is for the developers out there. So uh, developers working with Google Chat uh, would have the option to include this feature in their developing. So I don't think it would just be available um, straight away for the everyday users, but any developers out there should have the option to, to include this in their developing. And if you are a hmm. developer, then hopefully um, you will know how to, how to develop this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's um, I, I agree. I mean, it's something that's clearly there for people to be able to include if they want to. Um, and I'm just having a little look at what these uh, uh, how these cards sort of work. I don't think it's something that we've particularly interacted with ourselves within Strawberry 7. Um, but I'm just having a little look now. And I think it's very similar to what we have or what we were talking about there with smart canvas. So I think it's kind of what I alluded to where if you were calling up, if you wanted to do something with a task, for example, you could kind of call up the card and it would pull the task from somewhere else and then you'd be able to interact with it within the chat. 
it's going it would make sense because it's going back again to the idea that Google keeps promoting which is which is really really handy of bringing these different aspects of Google into one place. So if you imagine you're in a chat and you're wanting to talk to somebody about a task that they've got going on or a doc or or whatever, it's giving you a way of not having to leave that chat and go somewhere else is kind of keeping it all within that one environment. So I believe that that's what it's trying to achieve with, with what it's doing there. Let's hope. So, yeah. so, so uh, this update is going to be available. I think it's pretty much available to everyone, but I'll quickly run through it. So this is available right now to Google Workspace Essentials, Business Starter, Business Standard, Business Plus, Enterprise Essentials, Enterprise Standard, Enterprise Plus, Education Fundamentals, Education Plus, Education Standard, the Teaching and Learning Upgrade, Frontline, as well as Legacy, G Suite, Basic and Business customers. So I think mm-hmm. that's everyone. Yeah, I think the only only people missing off of there are probably personal accounts. Yeah, I don't think you really use Google Chat with personal account anyway, or maybe you can, but you'd just be chatting to yourself, so it'd be a bit lonely. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is pretty much everybody covered on that. So that's, uh, that's an interesting thing to see. Uh, lovely. Thank you, Adam. What have we got next? So up next, we've got an update to Google Sheets and Google Docs as well. So this is a two-in-one. And funny, we were just saying that the last update um, we think is kind of related to Smart Canvas. Well, this one definitely is. So uh, Google is introducing new Smart Canvas features in Google Sheets and Google Docs. So as Google continues to innovate with Smart Canvas, they're introducing even more Smart Chips and a new way to display dates across Google Sheets that will make it easier for you to quickly preview and interact with dates, locations, and financial information. Additionally, Google is adding a stopwatch chip to Google Docs that can now track how long it takes to complete an activity, helping you stay on task and on time. So for these Smart Canvas chips, so uh, one of them is the option to place chips, which is uh, when Google Maps places a chip into your sheet, you can then open the location directly in Google Maps and see a preview of the location or find directions pretty cool. There's expanded date capabilities, so you can uh, include dates in your sheets more easily using the at entry point with shortcuts like at today, at yesterday, at tomorrow, and at date. Clicking on the date will display a date picker that allows you to update dates as needed. Hmm. There's also a finance chips. Add Google finance entities such as stocks, mutual funds, and currencies into sheets. Hover over the chip to preview information depending on entry type. For example, for stocks, you can see company name, uh, listing index, stock price, and market cap. Clicking the chip will take you to the entity's dedicated finance page. And finally, there's also the stopwatch chips. When a stopwatch chip is inserted, you can start, stop, and reset the timer as needed. Nice. Uh, It's a really thorough explanation there, Adam. I mean... Yeah, these smart chips are, are, are really getting very, very useful with the things that you can put in. Um, being able to put in... Interesting that a lot of this stuff is in sheets. Or just for clarity, because a lot of this stuff did say sort of putting it in sheets. Was that kind of an example? I think these are both. These are available in both sheets and docs, I think, from what I, I sort of read there. I think Google have just given an example of a Google sheet in what they're listing. Is that uh, is that right? Yes, I've not experimented with all of these um, through both Sheets and Docs, but I imagine they probably would be available for both. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's so handy being able to put this stuff directly into a Google Sheet. I can think of so many sort of examples of this, from using it for personal stuff to using it up to business. But, I mean, just, just straight away, like that Google Maps one of being able to put directions or find directions. We've used something similar to that ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like we've got we've just got information on our schools and our customers and things like that. And being able to drop a, a chip in that actually has a Google Maps location that you can interact with within the document is so handy. I mean, imagine being able to send that to your customers and things like that or, or to your staff. You need to go here tomorrow and you've actually got the map link directly within the document. Yes, absolutely. Well, where I'm living right now, um, I live in a, in a new development, and so many maps do not actually include my current address. So um, before, when you came to pick me up that time, you literally, I just sent you the, the pin of where I actually live. So you say, just drive to this location, and that's where I am. Because at the time, you couldn't just look it up on a map, because it's it's a new area. It's not on new maps just yet. Yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. Absolutely, and, and I know you can kind of take the link from Google Maps and you can drop it in a document. But again, this is just an example of how Google's making it a little bit easier. How you're not having to go off to Google Maps first of all to find that and to put it in, but also how it's just embedded in the document in a much nicer way. I mean, it's almost making documents like websites in a way, isn't it? It's kind of the two are sort of blurring together and merging together. Um, and the date capabilities really handy to just go at yesterday if you can't remember what yesterday's date was. Definitely, yes. Uh, I, I like the date picker as well. I think that will mm. be um, very handy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if you need to know what the day was on a particular yes. date. Yes, yeah, like definitely. That. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the finance ones, again, just so useful if you're anything to do with finance and you want to have that live information updating within your document um, and stopwatch. I mean, that would be great for uh, teachers. It'd be great for education. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't too sure about the stopwatch one. Um, I'm sure for many situations, it would actually be very handy um, to use the stopwatch. But I was thinking if you can suddenly see how long it takes you to do a task, then um, that may actually cause more stress than, that, than anything else. <laughs> but, but I'm sure there are very sensible applications to use it. Yeah, I, I've noticed teachers using stopwatches so many times to keep keep track of where they are in the lesson, you know, or use countdown timers or something like that if they've got a particular time allocation for a task. And I think having the ch stopwatch embedded within a document could be really, really handy to, to show students either how long they're taking or keep them on track. I bet things like a countdown timer will make an appearance now as, as an additional chip, you know, as Google starts to expand this. These are some really useful additions to the chips. I can really see how those would be those would be used. Um, how do we get started with this? I think it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yes, so uh, for the admins, uh, th there's no admin control for this feature. However, for the end users, so you can insert a finance chip or map chip in a sheet cell by following one or all of these. So you can type at, then followed by a, a place or finance entity, or you can either navigate to insert smart chips. To insert a date and activate the date picker, type at, followed by date, today, yesterday, or tomorrow. You can also access the date, the date picker by double tapping manually entered dates. You can insert a stopwatch chip in, in docs 
interesting. It does specifically say docks, docks, not docks hmm. and sheets. So it may be worth um, experimenting with that a little bit. But sorry, uh, you can insert a stopwatch chip into docks by f um, by typing at followed by stopwatch, or you can either navigate to insert smart chips. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very similar method to what we've seen with these smart chips all the way along, isn't it? Either insert smart chip and then you select your smart chip or you type at and then you, you select your smart chip from there. Yeah, that's all very familiar. Um, what's the rollout phase of this and who's this going to be available for? Evan? So a uh, rapid, rapid release for this started on February the 23rd. Uh, scheduled release is starting on March the 9th. And this is going to be available to all Google Workspace customers as well as legacy G Suite basic and business customers. This is also going to be available to users with a personal Google account. So right across Great. the board. Yeah, that's a normal sort of thing for these smart chips, isn't it? So, yeah, if you're on rapid release, then should be available whilst you're listening to this podcast. If you're on scheduled release, um, what, probably about a week, a couple of weeks at the most to, uh, to wait until after the 9th of March, and then you'll be able to start playing around with that. Thank you, Adam. What have we got next? Right, so up next, this is more of a, a general Google Workspace update and another one for the developers out there. So um, adding trusted types... To Google Workspace. Google is improving the client-side security of Google Docs, Sheets, Slides, Forms, Sites, Jamboard, Drawings, and Drive with trusted types. This will provide an extra layer of protection around Document Object Models, or DOM, APIs that are used by the apps listed above or third-party extensions. This new enforcement mode will require third-party extensions to use type objects instead of strings when assigned to DOM APIs, and that's going to begin rollout on March the 23rd. So we've got about a month or so. Once trusted types are fully enforced, the trusted types directive will be present in the content security policy or CPS header and um, in the document that we always attach to our podcast I've included um, what that should look like. So this is going to impact uh, developers that rely on Chrome extensions that modify DOM APIs. Trusted Types is a feature that further enhances the advanced data protection controls to keep users and data safe across more of the apps that they use every day. Um, I've got a bit more on this. So uh, screen readers, braille devices, and screen magnification will not change with trusted types. However, Google recommends that admins and developers check third-party extensions for trusted types uh, for trusted type violations. Excellent. Okay, so there's, uh, so yeah, so this is like you say, very targeted towards developers um, and people who have those APIs out there that are doing DOM or doc or document object model interaction. Uh, they are going to, you know, be moving over to this new trusted type. So it's pretty clear to me I don't really know anything about um, trusted type or or these sort of DOM APIs or anything like that but it's very it seems very clear to me that the present content security policy or CSP um, has kind of been superseded I suppose by this new trusted type and trusted type just seems to be a superior form of encryption and security um, and it's a good idea to to update that so if you are a developer of any of those sort of apis that 
uh, or Chrome extensions that do interact with document object model, then uh, you just want to check this update out and, um, and update to the trusted type and uh, make these changes here. It looks like Google's making this pretty straightforward for you to be able to comply with that. Um, thank you very much, Adam. It makes sense that those screen readers and Braille devices and things aren't going to change because you know, people are going to be very reliant on those devices and Google probably don't want to just switch it off. And if the developers haven't had time or or the knowledge uh, of this update to update to that. So, but it's interesting that it's saying, but we'd recommend that the admins and the developers check it out. So maybe coming along in the future. So if you are a developer who has done something for screen readers and braille devices and screen magnification, you're thinking, oh, this doesn't affect me. Um, probably a good idea to make that change anyway, because Google will probably sort of implement that in the uh, in the future at some point. Thank you, Adam. How do people get started with this? What do I do? Okay, so for the admins, there's no admin control for this feature. For the end users, there's also um, no end user settings for this feature. However, for the developers, to make code trusted types compliant, signal to the browser that data being used within the context of these DOM APIs is trustworthy by creating a trusted type special object. There are several ways to be trusted types compliant, such as removing the offending code using a library, or creating a trusted types policy. To ensure a seamless experience for all users, these, these techniques can be employed before trusted types enforcement is rolled out. Uh, you could also visit the Chrome uh, Dev Tools engineering blog to learn more about implementing CSP and trusted types debugging in Chrome Dev Tools. And I've um, uh, added a link into that as well for any for any of the developers out there that would just like um, a little bit more information on this. Great, thank you, Adam. And as Adam said before, this document is available in our link on our podcast and our YouTube uh, video description. And uh, Adam's very helpfully added a link in there to to go through to that. So uh, yeah, that that's very useful as well. You can actually do this before rolling it out as well so you can make sure that's absolutely going to work for you so that's, uh, that's very very useful thank you adam and what's the rollout phase here okay so a uh, rapid rapid release for this is starting on march the 23rd uh, scheduled release is starting on april the 23rd so we do have a bit of time which is good for, for something like this you do need a bit of time to to prepare and test to make sure that everything is working so it's not something that's just gonna oh by the way it's happening tomorrow um no you, you do have a bit of time for this so the availability for this one this is available to all google workspace customers as well as legacy g suite basic and business customers and this is also going to be available to users with a personal google account Wonderful. That's um, that's brilliant, Adam. Thank you very much for getting through that and, and getting through all of that technical jargon as well, because uh, there's a lot of things to trip you up in there. So, Hopefully it means yeah. something to all the developers out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, we are definitely not a software development company and we are we are not developers ourselves. But we uh, I think we can kind of get a good idea of what that's uh, what that's trying to say. And like Adam says, if you are a developer, hopefully that makes perfect sense to you to to make those changes. 
Um, well, that's it. That's everything that you need to know about everything that is happening around Google Workspace. Remember that this podcast is available in audio format from your regular podcast provider. Please do subscribe to us and also available in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry seven. And you can subscribe to us over there as well. And I have seen some new subscribers popping through. So we're always incredibly appreciative of our subscribers, our listeners and our viewers. Thank you very much for joining us this week. And we'll be back again next Monday with more updates. Goodbye. Bye.